why are they tr- why are they ma- trying to make Avatar happen now when it was the biggest thing in the world twelve years ago? They've like they've like skipped a generation here. Like, what are they doing? Why is it taking them so long to realize the potential of this of this franchise that happens to be the highest grossing movie of all time? The next E three announcement is actually Schindler's List VR, which is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my fucking, oh no. I'm oh. <laughs> going to come back to reprise his role. There's going to be a Qui-Gon Jinn DLC. There's going to be a... is <laughs> <laughs> mad. You know what? I really want the Boy in the Stripes Stripe Pajamas Telltale game. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you're enjoying the clip on Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast, where this week we're going to film you in, um, video game style. We're doing another video game episode, which should be fun. Um, that was, I, I was hoping that would be more awkward than it is, but apparently not. Um, I'm joined as always, I'm your host, Sander Langwiston. Um, with me as always is my wonderful co-host, it's Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? I'm good. How did you almost forget to introduce yourself there? I think you were just hyping me up so much because we're talking about video games. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you existed. This is like the one episode a year you're like, I'm here for this. I mean, (laughs) there's also going to be the yearly rewatch of Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not good. That's that's not a yearly rewatch thing, you dirty, (laughs) dirty man. That's a yearly rewatch. And we have a very special guest. Uh, he, he, He made his first appearance on the podcast over a year ago. It is Mr. Tom Origins, a.k.a. Tom Sang. How are you doing, Tom? I'm very good. Thank you for having me back on. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, yeah. We're we... sorry to bring you on this episode specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, uh, yeah, so th- this week we've uh, we- we've brought Tom along to talk about E3, because E3 happened. Um, whoop, I guess. And we're also going to rag on <laughs> a bad video is. game movie, because those are, that's always fun to do. But first of all, Tom, last time you were here, oh, like I said, just over a year ago, um, that you, some some things were said uh, that I wanted to sort of bring bring back and sort of uh, see where you're at now. So, okay. So, last time you were here, you were on 1,700 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I checked just before this recording, and you're now agonizingly close to 4,000. Yeah, Damn. that's incredible. That's that absolutely amazing, man. Like, yeah. so what? 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 What do you think you've done in this past year that's helped you grow so much, other than just be, you know, your normal awesome self? Oh well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think I think what it what it was overall was definitely having my first proper go at YouTube since leaving like school because. I made the channel in 2013 for literally random daft five-second videos just trying to figure out YouTube. Yeah. Then I I stopped uploading anything for ages, went into high school, uploaded a few more serious ones at the time, and then just kind of started going through the years of trying to like find out a bit about what my style was. And then after the first year of uni, that's when it really kicked off massively and I got YouTube partner, started making ad revenue and things like that off the channel. And that's yeah. where I really put the, put the foot down and just went for it. Yeah, and it seems to have wow. really, really worked out well. Um, Thank you. And last time you, you spoke to us as well, you were 
you were on you just hit 50 followers on twitch and you just signed uh, like an affiliate scheme with with those guys um mm-hmm. where are you, how how's how's everything on twitch going now uh yeah it's been doing pretty well i just do it as a like a thing on the side of youtube and just have it as a bit of a hobby and a bit of a relaxed sort of session yeah and yeah, we got. I think we're at eighty or something like that now on Twitch. Eighty wow. followers, Damn. pretty good. Really, that's that's so good, man. That's so good. Um, and- yeah, that was all because of Rust. Really, I, the console edition of a PC game, Rust, came to Xbox, and I got really excited about it and made some videos on YouTube, and then that got a lot of people excited. And because it's quite a long formatted game, streaming yeah. it on Twitch is really helpful. Oh, yeah, nice. I was watching a lot of people play that when um, it like took off again on Twitch. I saw um, people just making like I can't remember how they described them, but it was like death mazes in a sense where they just throw each other through like an obstacle course, and it was hilarious. Yeah, um, I would love to make one of those one day. And I I've got to bring up last time you were here, like you, you said, you a couple of things you were excited for was um. There's a couple of video games that were coming out. Two of them mm-hmm. were The Last of Us Part Two and mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. 2077? 2079? 2077, yeah. All right. Um, both of which have now come out, for, have been out for a while, and have been quite controversial. So I, I, yep. I want to ask your opinions on those games. What, what did you think of them? Well, um... <laughs> I got The Last of Us 2 as an anniversary present from, from Helen, my girlfriend, and then I played it with with her, and we sat down in one big session and completed the entire game. Oh, wow. And I regret- that took me like a week. Yeah. I, I slightly regret doing that. Um, it was... <laughs> It was just so weird to see so many people explode about a game. Like, like obviously, gaming is quite controversial, but that particular game had a lot of people riled up for different reasons. But overall, I think it got a lot more hate than it deserved. It wasn't anywhere near perfect to the original, because the original, I think, is just untouchable to this day. Yeah. And I would I replay that like once a year or something with with myself, and then I'll be sharing that with like relatives and family members whenever I can get back seeing them. But I really enjoyed The Last of Us One, so I felt like The Last of Us Two was going to have a hard go of it, even if it came out perfect. So you know, overall, it was an alright experience. Uh, would I sit through it again? Probably not. But it was it was alright. I just didn't like the treatment of a certain male character that's name begins with. It's been out. Yeah, <laughs> it's been out for a year. I feel like I I did a full spoiler review for the game on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you um, did. Was- I personally really enjoyed it. I've replayed it since as well. Um, yeah. I've got. I'm gonna be replaying it soon on the PS5 because it just released that um, 60 mm-hmm. FPS patch, and I wanna I wanna grab a magazine from the air in 60 FPS. To be completely fair, <laughs> that, that's all I really care about doing. But honestly, like personally, I thought the game was fantastic, and I yeah. kind of expected. J- Joel to spoiler alert for the last was part two i expected joel to die completely what joel it's... dies oh my fucking god i know, I know. like <laughs> every single trailer is centered around um like fucking ellie they were constantly saying the first film's a love story this is a revenge story who the fuck else would ellie want to get revenge for <laughs> it's not like she cares about anybody else in the universe other than joel yeah so let, let's face it, Joel was a, a 
going to die no matter what. It's just he ha it happens so quickly. Yeah, I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time with like a, the older version of Joel because I like it when yeah things do that. I like it when you see a character young and then you see them old, and, and then you can see the difference between the two of them. I wouldn't say Joel was young in the first game. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> a younger Joel. <laughs> a younger Joel, and then an, an older than the younger Joel. <laughs> so Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven then, another mm -hmm. extremely controversial game. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that one? That one was a lot different because, like, I went into that one kind of expecting there to be. I didn't. I didn't. Foolishly, luckily enough, I didn't. I didn't fully believe all the hype that was going around for it. So I kind of went in with a bit of a, a bit of a sense of something might go wrong. But fortunately, I don't know if it was just random coincidence. But when I played through my first playthrough of it, every everything went quite smooth. I played it on the Series X, played it on day one, and just just got it on disc. I didn't get it on digital, and everything was fine with it. Mine was really good, and it ran really smooth. Yeah, but then, same listening to friends and different people's reviews of it, they were finding these hilarious glitches and I kind of felt a bit sad that I didn't come across any. Really. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Me and you, me and you had a fairly similar experience with this yeah. game then because I, I found a few funny glitches um, and I, honestly, it did not take away from the like the experience at all. I just pissed myself laughing and then continued on. I didn't find <laughs> anything game-breaking. There wasn't anything that really did my head in. Um, and the game ran perfectly fine for me. Granted, I was playing on the PS5, so like very similar power in terms of like what we were using. Um, I know some people that played it on like PlayStation 4 and PS4 Pro, and they had a horrible time because lag and like frame rate horror like issues. But then other people that I know that played on PC had an absolute fantastic time as well. So I think it's just more it was not optimized nearly as well as it should have been. What role did you pick at the start of your playthrough? Oh, I went Street Kid. Immediate yeah. Street Kid. Yes, same. I, I just felt like Street Kid was going to be the one that fit the most with like Keanu Reeves' character with how he's been set up in the trailers and how what we've heard about him. I was yeah. like, he hates corpse. Street Kids clearly hate corpse. I'm going to hate corpse with Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to be as best friends with him as I can. So, so, so to move on from like gaming as a whole, and just to like your, your like e either in YouTube or just in your in like your general life, what uh, what have the what have the highlights been for you for the past for the past, since we last saw you for the past year? Wow, um, pretty much. I don't know. It kind of feels weird to admit and kind of weird to like say, but. The lockdown and with the pandemic and everything that happened, like creatively, even though socially it's like horrible, creatively, yeah. it's similar to when I, I just saw it yesterday, uh, Bill Burnham's Inside special on Netflix. Oh my which, God, we gushed so over that good. last week. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> and I could definitely see a lot of like relatability in that sense of just being able to sit down and actually have zero reason to have to go outside and like have to like put things on hold and change plans. And it was really nice to finally just get a little bit of time where you had to like stay in and be forced to do something inside and doing things creatively and stuff like that was really, it was really fun and helpful. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And and I think that in, in a big sense is what made the YouTube side of things really take off a bit more was People were stuck. They were bored at home, and 
they just needed someone stupid and silly on the internet to make them laugh. And I, I was happy to be one of those many people. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, like we, we talk about this all That's the time. All. Like with without without the pan without the pandemic, that this this podcast would not be what it is right now. In even not even close to it. Um so no, not at all. We've been we've been very fortunate as creators to uh to be given this uh this great opportunity through, you know, a horrible situation um but yeah amazing yeah 100 like we've taken advantage of like the word like we've used the time of a pandemic effectively enough that we've been able to actually gain something from it yeah 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 definitely fantastic well well thank you tom for for that little mini interview if you want to hear more from like um how tom got started and all that we we did a whole full-on interview over a year ago, um, you can check it out. I will probably leave a link to the description in the description to that episode. It's a very good listen. I was listening to it earlier this week, and it's it's still really good. Still really good. Um, right, let's move on to a big reason why a lot of you might be listening right now is because you want to hear David gush about E3, and yes. that's why we brought Tom in because this is the point in the show where Xander takes a nap. And uh, David talks about video games for a while. <laughs> Xander's yeah, not actually going to take this is, a nap. This is, this, is, this is where I thrive. Yeah, this is where Xander has no idea what's happening. And David has done all of the prep. And so he tells Xander exactly what's going on and has to explain every little thing because Xander has no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I've um, I watched a fair bit of E3 this year. I didn't watch as much as I wanted to because I, I wanted to watch all of this live as well. Um, but I was in work during pretty much every single live stream, apparently. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so fuck me, am I right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I went back and watched the trailers rather than the actual presentation. So I don't know what was said outside presentations other than what I've read online. Um, but I know enough that I'm excited for some really, really interesting and cool upcoming stuff. Brilliant. Um, do Do you have like a list? Of news. So I currently, I currently have a um, a website filled with every single announcement. Incredible. Um, I'm not going to uh, talk about a well. It's not every single announcement. There's not like all the indie games that are announced. So I'm going to um, get up a little thing that says like talks about all the E3 indie games. Okay. Uh, because I do want to take like bring attention to some of those indie games because there's some really interesting looking ones. Fantastic. Okay, so I'm gonna go through the um, I'm gonna go through the the main chunks, uh, like the the big ones, the the ones that everybody's excited for. So we can just get that out of the way because I do want to bring some light to the indie ones. I don't want to hide it in there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, cool. So, firstly, we finally got a proper reveal for Elden Ring from Software's latest game. Was announced, I believe, two years ago, and. Reddit has been going wild with this game ever since. They have essentially made their own game, and it's going to be nothing like what has been shown clearly. But it looks really good. Uh, it's just an. It's just, what is this? Just another from software. So from software is a developer of the Dark Souls series, the the Soulsborne like IP in general. Um, they right. essentially created the entire Souls like. Um, okay. With like Demon Souls back in the day, which recently had a remake. Yes. Uh, and Elden Ring is a continuation of that style of gameplay. They recent they did Sekiro Shadows Die twice just before this, 
And now they've brought on the um, writer of the books for Game of Thrones to write the story and a bit, like, well, mostly the lore and a bit of the story of this game. Oh. So we're going to get a bit, like, we're going to get full fantasy-style lore from um, George R. R. Martin, which, let's face it, his lore is super detailed. It is. So that's that's something that thrives in the Dark Souls series, the lore. And it doesn't, you know, it never reaches its full potential to me. So I think this is going to really enhance it. Cool. Uh, I, I've never played, like, Dark Souls or anything like that. Tom, have you ever played Dark Souls? No, it's one of those games I've always kept meaning to get into, and I've never I've never sat down to try and play one yet. So I might wait till Elden Ring and just do that one blind and see what it's like. See, what I'd know. suggest for you then, uh, how big of a nerd are you? Like on a scale of one to ten about an eight an eight <laughs> okay what play um star wars jedi fallen order that's a souls like ah, you, you nice. can get into the style of gameplay for the style of melee combat in that and then if you play i imagine uh, do you have a playstation uh, i have a playstation 4 so on playstation 4 you can play bloodborne that is to me their best game Okay. Bloodborne is fantastic. If you like gothic stuff, you will adore this game because it's just Lovecraftian as fuck and really, really interesting and gory. So I can 100% understand that. Like, just recommend that. Nice. It's hard as balls, <laughs> but it's great. Amazing. Um, Amazing. The, next, the next big one is um, Back for Blood, the uh, successor to Left for Dead. The open beta got announced, and we're finally getting that game after a few years in development and a few years of announce. From the original developers of Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, they broke off and essentially have made Left 4 Dead 3 with this, but, but personally, it's not capturing the same essence as Left 4 Dead 2, Hulk Court for me. I was going to say, I, I'm I, hoping I, that I swear when I, I play it. I swear I saw a trailer for, for another Left 4 Dead game. What's this yeah, no, called? you saw Back for Blood. Yeah, Back, Back for, for Blood. Blood. It's even got the four in the title. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're going someone, hard. Someone sent it me and was like, "This is the new Left for Dead, the Left for Dead thing." I was like, "Oh, right, okay." Like, I, I didn't, I didn't even realize while watching the trailer I was like, "That looks pretty fun." And then they were like, "Yeah, yeah it's it, Left it for Dead. just looks like, oh, like a right, decent okay. zombie game." Yeah, man, I'm down for more yeah. zombie games always yeah it, it looks it looks decent it just doesn't look at once again it doesn't look as good as it really could be they brought back the um the ai i forgot what it's called the ai director um from the left 4 dead series which made the game so good and made it so that it's more fun to play every single time because it changes it up a bit and they've enhanced it more and they've added card systems to make it so that everyone feels different um bringing in kind of roguelike elements but Personally, I think they're just trying to do too much with something that you shouldn't really touch. If they're going to do more Left 4 Dead stuff, go back to Valve, try and make Left 4 Dead 3. Um, or just leave it as it is and remaster Left 4 Dead 2, bring it onto the next-gen hardware, bring it onto current-gen consoles, and allow it to be modded to hell. Because that's the main fun you can have with the Left 4 Dead series. Just mod the shit out of it. <laughs> um, what, what's, the, uh, what's the next one? The next one is a bit of Far Cry 6 news. We got we got a decent amount of Far Cry 6 news. We finally got a um, release date. We got a full gameplay trailer. They showed off the villains. Is that um, the, is that the one where you get a dog? 
Yes, you get oh a dog. And you can dog get a, an a, a, a crocodile. You get yeah. some animals, which is mad. Yeah, um, the main the main thing is for this game is the main selling point in the trailers anyway was that Gene Carl Esposito is playing the villain, although he is saying that he's a hero. Um, I don't know what he means by that because, like Ubisoft clearly released a, a trailer called like Far Cry Six Villains and then his character's name. Um, I don't know what he's doing with that. He might be trying to spoil the game for us, or he's just depending on like which side you're seeing but yeah, it looks man. really good and the main thing that looks interesting for this it isn't the main game it's the season pass that they've announced right so the D the season pass that they announced for far cry 6 is bringing back fan favorite villains from 3 4 and 5 so it's bringing back vars it's bringing back pagan min and it's bringing back the father and you're playing as them. You're not fighting them fine this time. You're playing as these characters. And from what I could see in the trailer, it looks like you're fighting the protagonist of each game. So you're fighting, like, as Vaj, you're fighting the protagonist of Free, who is trying to kill you the entire time because, obviously, you're trying to kill him. And so on and so forth. That's pretty cool. And it looks really interesting. For once, they're, like, they're finally going back to doing something interesting with the Far Cry series. Because yeah. Far Cry 5 had so much potential and then just kind of died. It, it was just okay. I know that one of our friends, Xander Alex, would hate me for that because that's her favorite game of all time. But yeah. for me, just didn't, it did not hit the bar that it was setting up in the trailers nearly enough. It hit the sandbox bar, but not the story bar and the social commentary bar. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, some like bit, a few quick fire things. Um, so, Death Stranding director's cut is coming to PS5. Been heavily in, uh, teased sorry, and sorry, rumored. A, a director's cut of a game. Death Stranding. Yeah. You know, games have directors, right? This isn't the first thing to ever happen. <laughs> Link's Awakening, the main version of Link's Awakening is called D is the director's cut. It's because like Oh shit. Hideo Kojima gets kind of shafted here and there. Um he, especially in the development of um Metal Gear Solid 5. He didn't even get to finish the game. Because Konami just kind of cooked him. Um, oh, and I imagine Sony just kind of told him to finish it up a bit quicker because they wanted this game out because it, it was getting a lot of hype. Like, Death Stranding was the top of the hype chain when it was getting announced and when it was getting shown off. And nobody knew what the bloody hell the game was until the game released. And we're finally getting the director's cut. It's probably going to be a... I'm hoping it's a free upgrade, but if it's a paid upgrade, I'm going to play it because I really enjoyed Death Stranding. Um, is, that, is that the one with... Uh... The guy from The Walking Dead. Norman Reedus, yeah Norman. yeah. yeah, Norman. Yeah. Big old Norman and a lot of monster energy. Hashtag <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> Please um, move on. <laughs> Don't let that next... linger. Don't let that linger. <laughs> the next um, thing is a Borderlands spin-off game called oh. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, I know. It looks but like a fantasy isn't... game. Don't Borderlands already have a spin-off game with Apex? No. Isn't that it? sounds no. cool, but it doesn't exist. That would be fucking awesome. Isn't that it made by the same people? No, not at all. Who's Apex that? is made by the people who made fucking Titanfall. Oh. Borderlands is Gearbox. Right. Oh, ignore me then. 
That, that just See, this is so, it. This is, it. This so is how much I know. This is how much I know. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they've finally, they've announced the, um, like, a spin-off game. It's more, it's like eyeing fans of like the Borderlands 2 Assault and Dragon Keep DLC, uh, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I I don't really care. Um, Battlefield 6 finally got revealed. Battlefield 2042. Woo! We saw the trailer for it. The <laughs> guy did the Jetzuka. I screamed the house down. The gameplay, Mate. everything. I love that oh. game. I'm already in love with this game. I don't care what anybody says. This looks incredible. This is what Battlefield fans have been asking for since Battlefield 1. Actually, if anything, since Battlefield Hardline, we've been asking for this game specifically. And we're finally getting what we deserve. They, what? In the trailer, they clearly know what Battlefield fans want. So mm-hmm. what 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 is it that the the last game lacked that this game has that gets people so excited? So the last three games that this game lacked had it, it lacked its sandboxiness. Not so much in Battlefield One. There was a fair, there was a bit of sandboxiness, but the evolution was fantastic, especially in Battlefield Three and Four. Yeah. And they're finally bringing that back, and it lacked just. It was nice to go back to World War One in Battlefield One. It was nice to see a really good-looking World War One game, because let's face it, COD World War Two wasn't the nicest-looking game, and also just wasn't the best game in general, um, according to a lot of people. I never touched it, um, but it just wasn't what Battlefield fans wanted. Battlefield fans want to be able to jump out of a jet, pull out a bazooka explode another jet and then jump back into their original and that's exactly what this game can do because they literally showed it in a trailer if they can show that in a trailer just imagine what else you can do in this game damn it's incredible they like the battlefield series has always had like there's uh, like the the fans have coined the phrase battlefield moment or this is battlefield and so is the game and this is finally true battlefield again Cool, cool. Um, I've never played Battlefield, so I have no horse in this race. What? I'm I'm actually surprised that you didn't even at least try like Battlefield Five since it's been free on P- on PS Plus recently. I've got it. I've got it downloaded. I just haven't played it. Uh, Don't play it. Battlefield Five is shit. Ah, right. Okay, sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're in a horrible you. state and had no maps. It still has no maps, and it's not even getting supported anymore. Your um, first Battlefield should definitely be the new one. The new one. Right, okay. Or yes. go back in time and play Battlefield 4 when the servers were live. <laughs> oh, I'll try that instead. That yeah, sounds you should much try easier. That instead. Right, great. Um, <laughs> um, cool, Battlefield. Sick. Okay, so Xbox Game Pass announced a shit ton of stuff. 27 um, they... games for free out of the 30 that were announced. Yeah, 27 oh games God. for free out of the 30 that were announced. And there's also the fact that they are wanting to bring Game Pass more and more um to multiple things not necessarily like multiple consoles but um like cloud being like built into your smart tv um they're wanting to be able to allow like cloud gaming on pc soon as well and they've announced more and more stuff especially bethesda stuff they announced that bethesda's long rumored and kind of announced starfield is coming in November 2022. 
and is going to be completely exclusive to, to Xbox and PC, which is a bit of a bummer for PlayStation fans. And even Bethesda themselves, like Pete Hines came out and apologized and he said, there's not really much that we can do with this. We kind of had to do it. Bill Spencer pretty much walked out at E3 like Thanos from Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> with every with every company in his gauntlet saying, I own you all. Yeah. <laughs> literally. It, it like, was literally just like the entire world in the palm of my hands. <laughs> um, so... I've played Xbox for years, like ever since getting a console, played from 360 all the way to the Series X, and I, I melted at E3. Watching the Xbox press conference was amazing. See, I, I mean, I, I got a PlayStation because David has a PlayStation, and so I play games with him. But like, Xbox Game Pass seems to be like, the like the best thing to happen to like consoles. Like it sounds yeah, one hundred percent. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, damn, this is fucking amazing. Why don't PlayStation do it? Why don't like even if it's obviously ripped off, like just do it. Why, why wouldn't you? So Sony have a technical version of their own Game Pass. They have tr- they've sort sort of given something to PS Plus subscribers on the PlayStation Five with the PS Plus collection, um, just adding a bunch of like hits from the PlayStation Four on for free to PS Plus immediately the second you get a PlayStation Five. Um, and they've also got PlayStation Now, which is a separate thing, but it's not nearly as expansive. And they don't release like games day one. They've recently been releasing Games Day 1 just on PS Plus. Yeah. But they have come out and said previously that because of the nature of their, um, like, single-player exclusive stuff, the fact that it's got so much time and money and development in there, they don't want to, you know, fuck over the developers by just throwing it at everybody for free for a monthly subscription. Because look at if you look at say the last of us part two the pain that they endured during the development and the death threats that they got on top of that the biggest slap in the face that you can do is give it away for free the second it launches whereas like xbox they've got they haven't got too many exclusive stuff except for the stuff that they've been buying from other studios now like starfield right but previously they didn't really have anything else other than halo and sea of thieves and stuff like that and they're also they're now also getting third-party developers only releasing it for free on game pass so it just depends where you play and sony are stingy with money they're stingy with their games they don't want to give it to anybody they've only recently started giving away their um, exclusives to pc with um days gone releasing very recently and before that um horizon zero dawn and now supposedly uncharted 4 is coming to pc oh right so so they they clearly want to get their like stuff no longer exclusive but they don't want to give away exclusives for free day one because something like ghost of tsushima they want people to pay to play it because clearly this had so much time in the oven and so much heart put into it they don't want to slap the developers in the face with, yeah, we're giving your game away. Yeah, no, I, I guess, I guess that's right. But, and and also at the same time, Xbox are, are paying a shit ton for all of this. They bought out Bethesda, I think, for like 
can't remember how much it was, like a billion dollars or something like that. It was pretty massive, yeah. It was huge. They yeah. bought Bethesda for this specifically. So they can say, hey, we want your games for free and we want them exclusive. But we'll give you a shit ton of money every single time. <laughs> I mean, fair, man. If yeah. You, if Bill get if Bill Billy Gates has got it, then you know, fucking <laughs> spend it, man. Exactly. Like Phil Spencer's a very good businessman when it comes to that kind of thing. He can talk people down to their tea. I mean, granted, back in the day they tried to buy Nintendo and Nintendo laughed them out the building. Yeah. But now they're getting they're getting on it. They're finally like making their big push towards not just like console game, but gaming in general being revolutionized and turned kind of into Netflix. Exciting. Yeah. And they're making a giant Xbox fridge. So that, that no, is a... not a giant, it's a mini fridge. That was what oh, I was yeah. going to go on to next. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Are you taking the picture? They, they, they announced the Xbox. No, they've already made it. You what? can yeah. find the Xbox Series X mini fridge online. No, you check, The you Rock check, has one. You're chatting shit. You're chatting Dwayne shit. The Rock Johnson has one. Yeah, they're coming out in December. Yeah, and they oh, they finally have a like commercial thing. Series X mini fridge. There is one massive one that was made. I think Snoop Dogg owns it. Yeah, so there was only ever one massive one made, and they didn't want to release the actual massive fridge for free or to anybody else. They just wanted to make one, and it was primarily because everybody was saying that the Xbox Series X looks like a fridge. <laughs> and so That's they just funny. capitalized on the memes, just like, "Fuck it, you want a mini fridge with like in the shape of an Xbox Series X? Is it just we're gonna give you a mini fridge? One? Or does it do anything? It's in the shape of one, and it's a mini fridge with the same shell. Right? Okay. Oh well, I think it's well, they, green as well when you open it. They also um like the way that they announced it and the way that they've um. Like power, like the promotional material for it, it's so funny. It's so they've made it sound like it's a game console with like the cooling elements. This like, like this looks really stupid, but I kind of want I, it. I really want it. <laughs> exactly, it's very, it's very smart right. marketing. Yeah. It's marketing, if you would. PlayStation needs to get in touch with Virgin Media and say... Well, I was just about to say, just make their own routers. <laughs> the PS5 router. <laughs> so many people would upgrade to that. Even oh, that just start... Nah, the, the main thing they need to do is just get a decal that has Megamind <laughs> as, like, a head. And then it's just his coat. <laughs> Oh my god. That'd be amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, all Xbox have to do is just put a bloody Kingpin sticker on it and boom, you've got, like, Spider-Verse <laughs> Good one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's a comment. <laughs> What's the next... I don't... Why are we talking about fridges? What's the next... <laughs> Well, what's, the, what's the next one? Um, bit of, I'll talk about it a little bit in Ubisoft news since I um, started talking about Far Cry 6 before. Um, they've announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be getting more expansion into next year. So instead of doing the, the yearly release, they're going to be doing more DLC for their current one and focusing more on the next one as like a bigger project, which is good. They need to take a year off again. Maybe a yeah. couple years off. 
like take give people a break from Resident Resident Evil from um <laughs> from Assassin's Creed. I think we all need a break from Resident Evil, but we'll get to that. Uh, no, later. we don't. Not 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 the games. The movies, yes, not the games though. I need more. <laughs> um Ubisoft and Nintendo are teaming up again for Marion Rabbids, this the sequel to the um Battle Kingdom game. Or Kingdom Battle. And honestly, that was a pretty fucking great game. And I'm really glad this is getting a sequel. It's called Marion Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And if you've ever wanted to see Rabbid Luigi, it's super cursed. I 100% recommended it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, they've, like, this new one is going to be adding characters from Mario Galaxy, it seems. So, primarily Rosalina and Luma, and just some other stuff, which is really cool. Um, then they announced the Avatar game that they finally, like, they've been talking about the fact that they're working on a new Avatar game for a while. And Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is finally hitting, um, like, consoles and PC just in time for the new films. Yeah. yeah. And it actually looks pretty good. It does. It's not a movie tie-in this time because the Ubisoft did the movie tie-in game for the last one. And it had some really interesting stuff in that. It really did. It had some really cool, interesting, like, ideas. But it was held back by the fact it's a movie time. It has to tell the story of a movie or at least lead into the story of the movie if it's a prequel. Yeah. This is a completely separate thing to the movies. It's just the IP. Yeah. I'm looking That's all it is. This I... one looks amazing. So It's I... made by uh, Massive, who are doing a, the open-world Star Wars game as well for Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um... So, so me and my flatmate, well, me and my flatmates, we we accidentally, well, accidentally, we we just happened to watch Avatar yesterday, and we got into this discussion about like they're making four sequels, right? Yeah. But the movie came out twelve years ago, and like <laughs> this game, sure, it might be amazing, but the movie came out twelve years ago. Why, why are they tr- why are they ma- trying to make Avatar happen now? When it was the biggest thing in the world twelve years ago, they've like they've like skipped a generation here. Like, what are they doing? Why is it taking them so long to realize the potential of this of this franchise that happens to be the highest grossing movie of all time? Like, because one, what like they weren't really planning a sequel until a few years after, were they? No, like they said, I'm I'm sure, like in 2010, it was said they were going to do a trilogy. Well, the next D3 turned into five sequels. The next D3 announcement is actually Schindler's List VR, which is a great movie. Oh, oh my fucking, oh no. Oh, oh no. I was going to go into an actual game, like, game of a movie. The else is coming out. There's two other ge- like, movie games that are coming out, but fucking hell, you just. Jesus. Mutant's going to come back to reprise his role. There's going to be a Qui-Gon Jin DLC. There's going to be a. <laughs> Potential is mad. <laughs> You know what? I really want the Boy in the Stripes Stripe Pajamas Telltale game. Oh my oh god. My. Oh my god. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you're enjoying the clip on Instagram. Your, your fi- <laughs> the final choice that you make of the, ga- of the game is whether you gas them or not. Oh my god. I, I, 
why did I take that moment to take a drink? Why? Why did I do that? <laughs> I've got it all down me. I'm covered. I'm covered in water. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, the next. So to talk about the Avatar game, um, this actually one really interesting bit of news that came out after this was announced <laughs> properly. Um, when Disney were having a meeting with Ubisoft about making this game, because obviously Ubisoft made the previous game, Disney knew that they had potential to make a new one. Um, they chose Massive Entertainment to make it, and that's when they discussed the um massive entertainment like making a star wars game as well that this is this game is how we're getting a ubisoft open world star wars game Woo! so kind of interesting i hope they don't do towers again no hopefully not um the next two movie games that are coming out though one of them is i know xander's looking forward to evil dead the game they showed off, um, some gameplay Ooh. it looks so fucking dope it does look dope it, does it looks look dope. really good it, the actual game looks gorgeous as well. Uh, like, the gore looks really fun, and the actual gameplay looks great. I was expecting this game to look horrendous uh, <laughs> visually, and then just be fun to play gameplay-wise, kind uh, of Dead by Daylight. Have you ever seen uh, Evil Dead, Tom? Uh, yeah, I've watched it a few times, and I'm going to introduce it to Helen this Halloween. Oh, my God. Oh my! Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I I love I love this franchise so much. We've talked about it loads on the podcast, but yeah, um, the, I'm I'm gonna definitely be playing this game. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing it with you because it's a corp um, multiplayer game. Hooray! Corporate multiplayer. The next, the next vi- like movie video game. It didn't have a gameplay trailer. It just had a a weird trailer. It's Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Sorry, what? Yep. Hang on, have they been listening to our podcast on movies that would make great video games? And they're just like, you know what, this is a really good idea. We should just go through our catalogue and see which movies would make great video games. Apparently, because it, it got announced. Um, you can see the like thing on Steam. I can I'll read the um the like little description. Says, can you trust your own mind? Immerse yourself in a psychological thriller of a new kind, playing with the limits between reality and fantasy. Crazy. It it looks insane. The idea of this alone is insane, but it, the game, the style looks really cool. Um, I think they've shown off a little bit of gameplay, or at least there's some screenshots of gameplay on the Steam page. Uh, wow. But yeah, I'm that's... I'm down for this. I'm that's... more than down for this. That's wild. Yeah, it's coming to PlayStation. Um, it's going to PS5 and PS4. But yeah, I I think this is going to be a a sleeper hit. Like yeah. this is going to be a game that most people don't realize exists. But then it's going to be like reviewed insanely, and I'm down for this. I'm down for more way older like possible sequels or in-universe games to um like movies because you could do so much with a lot of these franchises especially if they've only had one movie that it's just so interesting and this sounds awesome so i'm i'm very down for this yeah that sounds weird and wacky as hell i'm i'm down uh, just a few little announcements left uh, because obviously 
we've been talking quite a bit about all this. We have. There's been there's been a lot. E three is a huge, huge thing every year. Yeah, and yeah. this yeah. has been a good one. We've finally gotten a good one. Um so Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game was announced. Oh shit, I saw um, the trailer. Yeah, it, it just looks okay. Um it's from Square Enix again. Don't know why Marvel have gone to Square Enix for another Avenger like Marvel game because Marvel's <laughs> Avengers was horrible you barely get like a hundred concurrent players on steam now um, um I, I heard that you can only play a star lord it's a, it's a single player game so that's why oh dear if i can't play as yondu i'm leaving it's a single player <laughs> game where you play as star lord they've only said you are star lord but you may be able to play as other characters later on you we control the other ones though don't you like when you're fighting an enemy you can i think push you them. can like give them commands uh, I don't know about that. I just want the music in it, the proper music from the film. See, apparently, this is one interesting thing. Apparently, the the um the soundtrack of the game is going to play into the actual gameplay and be a, a, a mechanic in itself. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think yeah. it, it's very obviously riffing off like the movie because the movie was so insanely popular. Well, I mean, it's a bit late though, isn't it? Like Marvel's <laughs> Avengers got announced very close to the Avengers movie being released. Yeah. And then years later, they finally released it. This one, they've given a release, a release date fairly close to announce, like uh, the same day as announcing it. But it's still late because we're not getting a new, like, Guardians of the Galaxy game for a few, game, movie for a few years. Yeah, no, we're not. And we've had two. One of them was incredible. One of them was a little disappointing whoa 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 that's another conversation for another day but whoa that's, it was good Don't that's, get wrong. It was that's just english for stop a horse <laughs> thank you Dickhead. um right. halo infinite got shown off again got given a release date it looks really oh. good it's halo I'm what excited. else do you want me to say i'm it's excited halo. you're excited i'm excited i'm excited but in a cautious way because they fucked halo since four Yes, they did. So, eh. I know, man. I've been playing a lot of Master Chief Collection on my laptop. It's really good. Yeah, Halo, Halo Master Chief Collection is fantastic it's because it's the original Halo Bungie games. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Free for Free Studios. It's yeah, just they ported it. Bungie were OG. Bungie were the best. Halo Three yeah. was one of my favorites. Bungie were OG until they went on to make Destiny. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that game. Sea of Thieves is getting a crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm fucking yeah. so happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> they've got original voice lines. They've got Davy Jones. They've got so much stuff, and I'm happy. What What you is Sea have... of Thieves? Sea of what? Thieves is a pirate game. Uh, you go around in a open world with buddies, and you pillage and plunder until your heart's content. And you can ra- drive or row or whatever the fuck you do when it calls boating. The black. You can and you can you can drink your rum, and you can you get can drink up. rum, and you can fight skeletons, and you can now have the black pearl. So I'm happy. Fair. Um. Okay. Well, let me have a look through this bit. There's there's a few like Square Enix announcements. They they announced a um a Souls like called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. They've got a demo out for that on PlayStation 5 at the moment. It's actually good. It's been being memed quite a lot. 
but the gameplay is pretty fucking dope. So cool. don't maybe don't don't sleep on this one. Cool. Square Enix reveal was was funny. It was like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and then it didn't stop saying Final Fantasy something on the screen until the the show ended. And it was so funny. Yeah. They, Square Enix do not know how to apparently so Square Enix and Capcom and Ubisoft don't know how to do E3 properly apparently because Square Enix had fuck all to show essentially they showed off Life is Strange Remastered and a bit more of Life is Strange uh, True Colors they showed off a new Final Fantasy game which looks good and then Guardians of the Galaxy which looks shit essentially and Capcom barely showed anything I think I think Guardians looks really, really pretty. Looks yeah, gorgeous. Good. It looks bet it looks better looking than the Avengers game. It just looks really bland and repetitive for the gameplay already. If I'm getting bored of the gameplay through watching the trailer, then it's not that great. The gameplay should be fucking hitting me hard in the trailer. Like yeah. Battlefield did, like Elden Ring did, like Buddy the Final Fantasy game did. Yeah, like no, Breath of the uh, Wild 2 did, which I'll get uh, onto in a minute. Um, but, time for some Resident Evil Village announcements. Why, yeah. why, did, why, don't, why don't you save that till the end? Oh, fine, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. You prick. Thanks, um, So, to move on to um, the second to last bits of the night or the day, the evening whenever you're watching listening oh, do whatever <laughs> wanking um oh my god we got some... <laughs> why <laughs> sorry nan sorry about that <laughs> sorry zander's mom sick sick one sorry, no Zander's need for that was the no need for that was the david god no, bringing my mom into this as well <laughs> i have to um so to go into the Nintendo stuff, Nintendo announced some fucking good shit. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, like Nintendo won this for me. Like it was close between Xbox and Nintendo, and Nintendo won it because they showed off one game that I'm excited about. But they finally showed off an Advance Wars remake, which people have been begging for for years. Um, to the point where like indie developers have made games that mimic and kind of copy Advance Wars and they just weren't as good, didn't bring the same kind of charm to it. So a lot of people are happy about that. They're not too happy about the style, but when is anybody whenever a remake gets announced? Except for the Resident Evil remakes, because they looked incredible. Um, They showed off WarioWare Gate Together, which is the a micro game series for Wario that Nintendo have been doing for years. Finally coming to Nintendo Switch, but it's it's looking more like a platformer with like in micro games. It looks really cool, so I'm happy. Cool. I know. I don't know why my voice went so high. Um, <laughs> Nintendo showed off the remaster of Super Monkey Ball One, Two, and Deluxe. Um, Sega released the Banana Blitz HD, and it was trash. But that's because they altered it so they wasn't like the Wii controls anymore. Um, so it could go on to all systems, and it just didn't work well at all. Um, but this looks really good. I'm very excited for this. I'm always down for more Monkey Ball. Um, Nintendo also showed off Metroid Dread, which has been teased, rumored, leaked, whatever, for about 16 years. It's 
the final, like the genuine continuation of the Metroid 2D series. And people are very happy with it. I've watched a couple of, like, I'm not a big Metroid fan, but I've watched a few videos of, like, reactions to this trailer. A few people fell off the chairs. Some Somebody fainted. Um, somebody screamed with happiness. Jesus. And fell off their chair. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot of love for Nintendo right now with this. Nice. Fair enough. And finally, before we get on to the last tiny bit of news, this is the one that I wanted to talk about the most. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, or otherwise known as the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because we don't have a name for it, <laughs> is finally coming out in 2022. We got a new trailer, and it looks fantastic. Cool. I'm so, so, so excited for this. I've literally just started, like, yesterday, replaying Breath of the Wild, because I finally finished Days Gone again. Not again, for the first time. But <laughs> I've decided to go on to Master Mode on Breath of the Wild, and fuck me, I, I, every time I boot that game up, no matter how many times I play it, the opening scene where Link runs out onto that ridge and you see the entire landscape and the logo pops up, it gives me goosebumps and I fucking love it every time. So Good stuff. I'm very happy that we're finally getting a true sequel to this. The new powers that were showing off in the trailer looks really interesting. And the landscape has really changed with like floating islands and shit. I don't know what's going on, but I'm fucking hyped. Cool. I, nice. I've never really played a Zelda game. I I do not blame you, but I reckon you should. I reckon that you should get a Switch and play Breath of the Wild. Oh, I yeah. I know it's an expensive investment for one game, but then you can play <laughs> Animal Crossing with me. And we can have a little film me in world. I'm just not going to do that, though, am I? Like... I mean, I had film me in island, to be fair. You didn't I had that. the logo. You, you sent me I that, had yeah. the logo as um, my flag. You did. You did. I did. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, and then the final bit of news, which is not as big a piece of news to like last end on, but because Xander was so so. Oh man, I was see, I was gonna do you a solid. I was gonna cut that bit out earlier, but now you've dug your own grave. Now Good. I'm leaving. The, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving, and I'm Good. leaving this in. Good. Good. Enjoy Good. everyone. You should. You should. <laughs> Enjoy the like domestic. Like I said earlier, Resident <laughs> Evil Village is getting some DLC. Um, they weren't able to show any off because they've only recently started development on it. Because they weren't... Apparently Capcom weren't sure how well fans were going to receive Resident Evil 8. And clearly it's been received incredibly. So they've decided, yeah, we're, we're going to do DLC. You've been asking for it, we're doing it. So to me, it seems that the next few years of Resident Evil, because Capcom seems to have been pumping out a lot of Resident Evil recently. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah, no. But to me, it seems the next few years of Resident Evil is going to be this year we get Resident Evil Village and we get the RE-verse, which has got a release date. I don't know what it is, but that's the multiplayer component that comes along with Resident Evil Village, like a separate game. Um, looks interesting um then we are going to be getting the dlc next year i imagine two maybe three expansions um probably focusing on different characters um you probably won't play as ethan um 
And then the ne- the year after that, I hope we either get the Resident Evil 4 remake or we get a different Resident Evil spin-off title, like a remaster or something. And then the year after that, we'll finally get Resident Evil 9. Did um... So Resident Evil 9, probably 2023. So, so Tom, did you play Resident oh, Evil Village? Yes, and it was terrifying. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. Dollhouse. People, yes, multiple things. But the people who I, I'm currently at university in Huddersfield. I think people in Sheffield heard me playing Resident Evil Eight Village. <laughs> it was, it was, it was terrifying. I don't play horror games. I don't like them. We talked about this on the last podcast. That if, if it's a game where I can't just shotgun my way through the problem, I don't want to play it. So someone said to me that in Resident Evil 8 Village, you can have shotguns. So I was like, perfect. Got in, saw Lady Dimitrescu, amazing, brilliant. And then I thought, well, I'm in for a treat. Then went to some creepy dolls, and there was a fish man, and also a weird Nicolas Cage guy who was just there. Yeah, I wish he was played by Nicolas Cage, though. Eisenberg would have been amazing as Nicolas Cage. I thought he was just going to start shouting the alphabet at me at one point. And it's just rattling. <laughs> yeah, that doll house and that giant baby. It was, oh, God, it was horrible. That, that baby, that baby. But one thing that I wish Heisenberg just started screaming at us now is, Stars! Oh! <laughs> just takes a chainsaw to you and screams that in your ear. Wait, what's that from? Mom and Dad! Oh, yeah, that's it. Stars all. Oh yeah! Oh God, we love Nicolas Cage here. We do love <laughs> Nicolas Cage, but yeah. Um, to so I did say that I was going to do some indie stuff at the end, so I'm just going like, to. So you names. didn't even save Resident Evil to the end. Oh my <laughs> I God! I said I was going to do this. You should have remembered. You oh bitch. no! <laughs> okay, so Toem, it's it it good. I just want to talk about looks a movie. Like a new game. It looks good. <laughs> Unbeatable. Don't know what it is. It looks good. Loot River. Don't know what it is. Can looks kind of like a Souls like. It looks good. And um, Death Store. Don't know what it is. It looks good. Walk. Don't know what it is. It looks good. Oh, kill me. The Wandering Village. Don't know what it is, but it looks good. <laughs> Sacrifice. I don't know what it is, but it looks good. No. I think it's a JRPG. <laughs> Encryption. Looks like a horror movie. Don't know what it is, but it looks good. <laughs> yeah, gone, man. <laughs> Citizen <laughs> Sleeper. I imagine you sleep as a citizen. Don't know what it is. <laughs> and El Paso Elsewhere. I actually know what this is. Um, I watched the trailer for this because it looks really weird and looks goofy. It looks like um, original Max Payne, but with werewolves, neo-noir, vampires, and hip-hop. Um, it's a weird, weird, weird idea for a game, but it looks fucking awesome. Um, I don't know what I, it is, but it looks good. I... I... <laughs> I heard about one that's called like twelve minutes or something. It's about people stuck in a time. Twelve loop. minutes, yeah, yeah. So twelve minutes is um, a twelve minute time loop where you're trying to like get. I think you're getting out of an argument or you're trying to get out of a hostage situation. There's it's multiple Jason endings. McAvoy, isn't it? It's Jane, yeah, James McAvoy's in it. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's James McAvoy and somebody else. Um, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. I'm pretty sure oh, it is shit. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that's sick. It's like a divorcing couple who keep having the same argument over and over again. Yeah, Daisy again. Ridley. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. They're stuck in the hotel room and they keep having the same argument over and over again. And I think you play as either James or Daisy's character. And then, like, depending on the argument and depending on what you do, and, like, you keep getting stuck in this weird time loop type thing. The spell this Morty is under. Willem Dafoe's in it. What, what's this coming out on? Um, I think everything. Then yeah. I'll be playing it. That sounds sick. I'm going to I'm gonna have a look at their website real quick. And there's a DLC with the uh, no. Wishlist, wishlist is... <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's been turned into a VR game that's basically Schindler's List. Um, uh, it's been it's releasing on Steam and Xbox. I imagine eventually it'll probably come to PlayStation. I can watch I can play games on like Steam this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can. can um, let me have a look at the Steam page. Let me see whether you can run it real quick. Bit. I'm available for that. Like, come on, computer, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, 12 Rub its back minutes. a bit. <laughs> Who's who's your good good boy? Who's your good boy? My laptop sneezes. Oh yeah, you can run it as under. You can run it. Do you say your laptop sneezes? My laptop sneezes dust whenever I turn it on. That's how old he is. He screams at me. (laughs) You really need to get a new fucking laptop, dude. Incredible. You got it in 2011 and it's just not broke yet. Oh my god, that's a fucking trooper. It'll just explode it one day. Jesus. Let, well, let's hope it's not in the next half an hour, because now, oh, yeah. happy Pride, everyone. Oh, it's us again uh, from the future. We're doing another uh, Pride Month uh, recommendation for you guys in honor of the the fact that it is Pride Month. Which we we've been for the past couple of weeks, we've been showing you guys um, movies with really great LGBTQ plus representation, and so this week we decided to look at. Ooh. Sorry, <laughs> I was a bit distracted. Then we're gonna look at Moonlight. <laughs> oh my god, we're looking at Moonlight. How was I distracted already? My god, I don't know. I don't Brain know. Is fried. Um, David, what's this movie about? So Moonlight, uh, Shiron, a young African American boy, finds guidance in Juan, a drug dealer. Who teaches him how to ca- teaches him to carve his own path? As he grows up in Miami, Juan's advice l- advice leaves a lasting impression on him. Yeah, may um, have butchered saying that, but yeah, yeah no, it's fine. It's fine. That's essentially. Um, <laughs> so this came out in 2016. Um, this movie yeah, is probably budget most, four million. Probably most well known. This movie is for uh, winning Best Picture over La La Land. Because it had that whole uh, La La Land got got announced as the winner, and then it actually was Moonlight that won. Uh, so this movie, I is, found that really funny. Yeah, oh, well, unfortunately, now. this movie should be known for more than that because this movie's phenomenal. Yeah, it is absolutely incredible. Yeah, th- this was I- I've seen this before, so I'm I'm more interested in what you know about you want to about what you think of it even. I thought this film was absolutely fantastic. It goes into like it's it's the opposite of what we said last week with um, Booksmart, where he goes in like instead of being you know just about him being gay and all his sorrow, blah blah blah. This is the exactly that, but sometimes this kind of thing can happen. Um, he yeah. was bullied throughout his childhood for being gay, and then that made an entire. Like that just impacted his life so much, and it it really plays well off of that, and plays well with the fact that he clearly hated himself. And this is another thing that people in the community can go through. They 
like if they're like gay or something like that they can have internalized homophobia and hate themselves for it thinking themselves as disgusting and wrong this time and the other and it delves into that in kind of a subtle way because they never say it outright yeah like there's never the exposition of you have internalized homophobia it's just you if you're in the community you know that's what he's got you know that's what's happening right now and fuck me is it a powerful message this film had me in tears yeah honestly yeah it's it's a really phenomenal movie um i think probably my the the best actor in this movie is definitely mahershala ali who plays uh the juan he's like father oh figure yeah he is absolutely he's so incredible great. he's so great and the, he's so good i'm trying to I, I was gonna say my favorite section is the middle section but i genuinely not sure because that that first section when he because it follows it follows uh, uh sharon through three very distinct uh, sections of his life the uh the first section as a child he's like seven or eight or something then the middle section yeah. is when he's in high school so he's like 16 17 and then as an adult yeah. he's like like late 20s early 30s and they're all so like i mean the the actors portraying sharon all three of them phenomenal absolutely incredible yeah um and it's like each one is so distinct that like it i it, i struggle to find to, to pick a, a favorite one because the last one yeah. is just like it's the last one is so simple like it's just yeah the last section is very simple but it's also yeah. like it's the nicest wrap-up that this film could have. it is definitely like definitely yeah he's kind of come to terms with it he's no longer internally homophobic he's just searching for someone now yeah exactly yeah he, he's gotten over the whole thing of he's gonna you know be hated for being gay or anything like that and yeah. he's now just wanting someone in his life and I, and once again adds to the film so much and I, and I love that in this movie of horrible people there's some good people like Mahershala Ali's There's some character, really nice. Mahershala Ali is a guy. great person. He's a great guy. I mean, he's sure he's a drug dealer, but he's like he's a good guy. And he's, that's also the good thing, though, yeah, about his, this movie. It, it and his on, wife, sorry. his wife, she's just the most wholesome oh, person in the whole. She's so movie. lovely. She's so lovely. She is so lovely. Yeah. And the main thing that this movie does well is it doesn't create, it doesn't go like with the stereotypes as much. No. It like doesn't. yeah, there there are the stereotypes of these people are bad, blah, blah, blah. And these guys are the bullies. They clearly hate gay, gay people. Yeah. But then it goes against the stereotype of all drug dealers are bad. All drug dealers constantly use their own drugs, blah, blah, blah. This guy clearly doesn't use and clearly could make a good father figure. Yeah. He just hasn't. Yeah. Definitely. Like, And there's that entire argument with um, the main character's mother. Naomi because Harris. she's using Naomi Harris and she's, she's using in this she, movie and she's amazing she's amazing she really like she's it. a horrible mother yeah the character's a horrible mother but she's amazing in this movie because she plays that character so well yeah definitely. and every single person plays each person so well he plays this broken like internally homophobic character perfectly and yeah. I think my favorite moment in the movie was the really reconciled moment or like the, the revenge moment Be when he, uh, like, spoiler oh. alert, but like when he brings the chair yeah, to yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. back. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I, that's a great I was scene. 
I was literally screaming at my TV. It's like, yes, fuck him up. He deserves every yeah. second of this. I think, I think, I think my favorite bit was um, probably t- towards the end of uh, the first section when he's uh, when when Sharon actually like properly speaks for the first time, and he yeah. sat there with Mahershala Ali and he asks him like, what a uh, what a f- is. Yeah, and then that, and like, and like, a... that's that. Oh. And that's like a rough conversation. And then he and then he asks like, "Is my mom on drugs?" And then like, "Do you sell drugs?" And it just you could just see it in Mahershala Ali. He just breaks in that moment. Yeah, like that entire that entire scene alone. Yeah, had me like in tears. The second he asked, "What's a?" and then he said, "Am I one?" And it was like, "Oh, dude!" And then Mahershala Ali's like actual response to that is so sweet. It's just like, yeah, it is. "You may be gay." But nobody is a f- Yeah. And then he tries to, like, say, unless you... And then he's, like, why... Because, like, that just adds the comedy to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like a, a, little, a little bit of degradation levity. king comedy. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> right, well, let's... Um, honestly, yeah, it's, it's uh, a beautiful movie. The, the film really is great. shot incredibly as well. There's so many one-shots. Yeah, uh, ba- Barry Jenkins really knocked it out of the park with this. Uh, another oh, one of yeah. his movies, uh, If Breel Street Could Talk... That's a phenomenal yeah. movie. You should check that out. Um, but this movie has 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is massive anyway. But its average rating is 9.0, which is, that is huge That is Rotten very Tomatoes. impressive. And it's got 99% on Metacritic as well. That's, yeah, I saw that. Which is even harder IMDb. to get. Um, so, like, everybody seems to agree that this movie is pretty much the perfect story for like anybody in the community in general. Yeah. So we we've been talking this we've been talking about this one a lot. Uh, we apologize, but um, yeah, we we uh, we really recommend this one. It's a personal favorite of mine. I've had my own experiences with it, and it sounds like David's had his own experience with it as well. And we recommend that you guys all go out and have your own experience with it. It's a truly truly beautiful movie that deserves your time and money. Um, right, let's get back to the giggles with Tom. Um, and we will we will be back next week with another uh, movie to add to our Blu-ray Hall of Fame for LGBTQ plus communities. And um, remember, guys, happy Pride Month and uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Enjoy. Goodbye. Do you remember like 20 minutes ago when David was talking about Resident Evil? Yeah. Um, well, spe- Resident Evil's getting some DLCs. Spe- speaking of Resident Evil... While, while Tom's here, because, cause, you know, as much as we like talking about news and video game news, what we like doing the most here is ragging on bad movies. And Yay. a really tenuous link here, Resident Evil came out a few weeks ago. So we're going to look at the first Resident Evil movie starring Mila Jovovich. Um, me, Jovovich, not Jovovich. I really don't care. <laughs> wow, that, I just, that is, that I is just, rude, Zander. I just don't care. That is so rude. <laughs> so I can't tired. believe. I'm so tired. I can't tired. believe right. you just said you didn't You didn't care about her name. She's a well-respected actress who's been in every single Resident Evil movie, and I don't know what else. I saw a Monster Hunter movie. I, oh, and the Monster Hunter movie, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and the Monster Hunter movie. And Hellboy. She is? <laughs> oh, fuck, she's in Hellboy. Oh, she's, she's great in Hellboy. In Hellboy. Um, no, she isn't. Nobody's good in Hellboy. <laughs> what do you mean nobody's good in Hellboy? 
Oh, she's in the new one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Nobody's good in that movie. Um, <laughs> you fucking moron. I thought, I thought you meant the original, but that's someone else. That's the one from Mom and Dad. She's also in Zoolander, I guess. Apparently. Right. Resident Evil 2002, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who also made the first Mortal the Kombat e- film. <laughs> and the Monster Hunter movie recently. Oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> Why does he just... keep on getting moved? Like, and he made Alien vs. Predator. This guy needs to just stop his career. Um, one word, why? <laughs> <laughs> one word, agony. Um, why is Kamora? <laughs> so, a, the, the description is, a virus turns hundreds of humans and animals at a genetic research facility into flesh-eating zombies. In response, an elite military unit tries to take them down before it is too late. So, um, it's got 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um Ow. I don't even. If we're on Metascore and six point seven on um, IMDb, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna hide my thoughts here. This movie was fucking painful. It was awful. It was so bad. Yeah. I I explain. I was watching this movie with somebody else, and I like today. I was talking to them, and they asked me. I don't. They just told them to me. I don't know what happened in the movie. Can you explain it? I explained the movie best. Like I explained a better movie. <laughs> I wrote and directed what it. happened in this. <laughs> I literally explained a much more interesting movie than this actually presented to us. I think. I think a question I want to ask is like: Have either of you played the original game? Yes. Yeah. Right. Does this? resemble it no. in any way no no no, no. i was saying throughout the entire movie no. that nothing like this has ever happened in any resident evil game that i have played and i've no. played the entire main series except maybe six but not even six went this far <laughs> jesus um tom what what did you think of this movie well after playing resident evil a village and <laughs> and seeing what was in it I was like, it's terrifying, it's a scary game, maybe a film could be interesting. So, when you told me that we're doing the podcast watching a Resident Evil movie, I was like, oh sick, we're going to see a Resident Evil Village movie. No, I go on Amazon, I find the box set, all six films were selling for about 12 quid, so I bought them. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So then I got them, and then I I sat down with, with Helen last night and watched it right before this podcast. What the bloody hell was going on <laughs> the entire time? I don't know. It, the scenes and every everything in the movie, when it was silent in the background, the characters in the scene together whispered to one another. Yep, so then yeah. put my TV, I had to put my TV to like a volume 100 to hear them. And then in the next scene, characters were having a massive conversation talking about some big plan, whilst rock and roll music, gunshots, and everything else was about a thousand in the background. <laughs> It's just people mouthing words to each other with really loud background music and then zombies. (laughs) So it's as if um, Christopher Nolan made a zombie movie. (laughs) Oh my, that's a dirty dig. That's a dirty dig. That that was a dirty drive-by. One thing that really annoyed me about this, one thing that really annoyed me about this is one... Right, this is just more of a thing on Amazon. I don't think the subtitles knew who the fuck was talking because every single (laughs) subtitle was just woman. Man, man, <laughs> these characters have fucking names. They clearly have names, and none of them are named in this in the subtitles to this. So they're that forgettable. 
<laughs> I don't know any of their names. I'm having to look back on every single one of these names on IMDb. Oh, no, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious woman. That's who we referred to her as. Fast yeah. and Furious woman. <laughs> yeah. She was it. And then apart from her, no one else. The, the guy <laughs> yeah. from... The guy from um, the following that Kevin Bacon series, he was in it. Yeah, he was in it. Um, the guy from Doctor Who was in it. Uh, the guy who played Doctor Moon in that episode with the library. That what? woman who is in all of the Resident Evil movies is in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mila Jovovich. <laughs> but yeah, like in even in this first movie, it's a Resident Evil movie. The only thing that make that even ties it slightly to Resident Evil. Is zombie. the fact that it's not even zo- not even zombies, but it's the fact that it's the Umbrella Corp. Oh yeah, and at the end they say Nemesis. Oh, but really? it's, set, it's, it's set in it. it's set in Raccoon it's City. In, it's set in it's set in Raccoon City. It's set, it's under set Raccoon underneath City. Raccoon City. We've never been in the Hive. We've never been to Umbrella Corp. We've only seen them. We've heard of them. They're supposed to be this evil corporation, not some scientists who fucked up. Uh, it's a big secret lab run by a 12-year-old hologram series. I, w- I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Why Why did they have, like, prepubescent Siri running this place? It was like, li- I was literally just prepubescent fucking Alexa at this point. Not even Siri. They couldn't Hell, afford Siri. Fucked. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> are, are you sure <laughs> it's definitely plugged, plugged in? in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think my 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 two least favorite things about this whole movie, and there were quite a few, um, but the two most I'd have to say were the editing <laughs> and the music. And 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 mix those together. The the editing mixed with the music makes for arguably the worst mixing I've ever seen in a movie. Because there's like the editing's so choppy and all over the place. It's during awful. the action scenes especially. Um <laughs> and the music is just ridiculous. It is so over the top. It's like, like it, it didn't they could have at least, at the very minimum. Just to satiate the fans, they could have at least had the announcer for Resident Evil at the start of the movie to announce the name, but they didn't even have that. They didn't even have Resident Evil. Like, that's supposed to start this franchise, and <laughs> not even that happened. This isn't a Resident Evil movie at all. It's I, just it's I so hate, random. I hate to burst your bubble here, David, but it, it, it literally is a Resident Evil movie. No, it isn't. <laughs> and Tom, I I have some good news for you though. Okay. If you're wanting something that's a horror movie called Resident Evil, they are making a new Resident Evil movie just called Welcome to Raccoon City, and it has characters from Resident Evil in it. It's, it's not starring anybody who you know has never starred in the series, such as Alice. I don't know an Alice from Resident Alice. Evil. Is I've never it? heard of That's Alice it. from Resident Evil, but in the movie that they're doing, they've got Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, Leon S. Kennedy, Albert Wesker, Chris Redfield. The main names that you know from the entire series, even the first game, are not in this movie. The only one, like the first time we see a character that appears from the movie, like from the games in the movie, is in the second one with Jill Valentine and Nemesis. 
Then from that, I know the third one is supposed to have um, Chris, Chris and Claire. I don't know if Leon ever appears. I literally have never heard about Leon in the movie, other than the, like, you know. Yeah. The game, like the animated movies. We see Wesker in the, like, in the third movie as well, but that's it. We don't know any of the new, like, any of the game characters from these movies and from these franchises um, in general. One thing I did want to point out that that I found I found interesting and linked it very well to the video game is that when people get bitten, they don't just die. Like, yeah, they turn. Like, no, they don't. They don't turn. Like people, like get people have to die to turn. Like yeah. M- Michelle Rodriguez gets bitten very early on. But doesn't like oh within thirty God. seconds turn into a zombie. She then like just bleeds out because she gets bitten again yeah. later on. She yeah, just bleeds out. Like, chomped multiple times. Yeah. Something that you enjoyed about this movie is something that pissed me off about this movie. No, but he's like say. he's like that's that's like in the game. Like if if you yeah, get no, if you good. get touched, then then you you're not gonna die straight away, are you? Like you get a few hits and then you die, and that's what they do in this. I thought, oh, that's interesting that's nice and it all the there's two things that he did well there's a, that and there's a the fact that most of the zombies are bullet sponges because in the games you can't just kill a zombie with one bullet and i was expecting that the entire film like and so that's something that they did well for once one of the but, zombies is a backflip she shoots it in the chest and it does a yeah <laughs> no yeah. she shoots it in the chest like 17 times and it does two backflips flying back in the air yes <laughs> Does, but I remember one thing that pissed me off was the fact that this entire time, they're t- like they're told, okay, if you get bit, you're gonna turn. So why do they keep on taking that bloody woman who got bit like five times at that point? She's clearly <laughs> going to die. She's clearly going to turn. She is only, and I mean only, a literal downside. I can't even think of the word. I can't actually think of the word. She's just useless at that point, though. Don't yeah. don't bring her. She's going to fucking die and she's try just, and kill you she's all. She's just dead weight. She's literally dead weight. Because she was one of the most famous actresses in the film, so they needed it for star power. She's the only famous actress in the film at this point. Yeah, she Everyone is, is yeah. yeah. Um, Mia she's only known for bad video game movies now. That's a shame. Anyway, um, so so we've done overall thoughts. Um, I think now what we're going to do is, in true filmian style, we're going to go through the plot on Wikipedia. No, 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 no. Yeah, we are. And try and decipher if we remember it all. And also, it, this one, you know what, David, you're going to fucking hate this. This one's long. This one <sighs> this, this one goes in excruciating detail. This is like there's, six there's parts. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have spent so much time on E3. <laughs> We're not doing so many movie. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not, man. Probably not. We'll say also, one week. thing that I just want to talk about this series in general: the second film has Nemesis, who's in the third game. They fight like they tease tyrants, and they had two kind of zombies in this game, in this movie. They had the basic ones, and then they had one liquor. That was it. But then they teased Nemesis at the end by the guy getting scratched and say, "Let's put him in the Nemesis program." In the movie, the way that Nemesis presented is horrible. He looks awful. 
And then the way that he screams stars, which is like the main thing that Nemesis does, he screams stars. He just says it in a deep voice. It's like stars. And I hate it still. That That's it. That's all I wanted to say. I was just annoyed that Lady, Lady Dimitrescu wasn't in it. Uh, I, I was just sat there thinking... <laughs> this was made in 2002. What were you expecting? <laughs> like... I was just like, come on, turn up. Nope, she's not here. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Two out of ten. <laughs> Zero out of ten. No big tall vampire where, lady to where, step on me. Where is my tall queen? Um, <laughs> um, right, okay. Let's do this. Why don't you okay. sell me your movie? I've heard you say that, but I don't know what it is. Oh, it's it's our recommend. It's what we call our recommendation section. Ah, but we, we call it "Sell Me a Movie." Oh shit! Was he not on the podcast when we introduced that? No, no, we introduced that quite late, actually. Man, yeah, that is fucking mad. Yeah, crazy. I mean, we still just do call it recommendations sometimes. We do forget sometimes, but you know. <laughs> That's that rock and roll lifestyle we lead. We're like, sometimes we'll do it, sometimes we won't. Um, right, okay, let's... Okay, talk- if we can be asked. Exactly. Right, let's talk about this fucking movie. Right. Um, so, Resident Evil 2002. Underneath Raccoon City exists a genetic research facility called The Hive, owned by the Umbrella Corporation. A thief steals the genetically engineered T-virus and contaminates The Hive with it. In response to the facility's artificial intelligence, the Red Queen seals The Hive and kills everyone inside. I didn't actually mind this opening scene. The opening scene was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. it wasn't great, but it it, it, it it tried to set up a better movie. Yeah, and it follows, like, three people during their morning routines and then sort of yeah. sticks with them throughout and be like, right, okay, this is what happens to this guy, this is what happens to this person. And some of it's pretty grisly. I quite like it. I like that opening scene. By the end of the film, I wanted to be the woman who got her head stuck in the lift. <laughs> I wanted to be the woman who got her head stuck in the lift, like, halfway through, to be completely fair. <laughs> so then we get the title sequence then alice this this phenomenal uh, this phenomenal uh, character um <laughs> i don't think her name is said once in the movie alice awakens in the bathroom of a deserted mansion with temporary amnesia she dresses Ooh. checks the mansion and is tackled by an unknown person as a group of commandos led by james james shade breaks in james one shade i'll have you know it just says james shade here um, um, Alice's attacker is cuffed and then released when he claims to be Matt Addison, who just transferred as a cop in Raccoon PD. Um, Alice and Matt are ordered to go down to the hive with the group, where they find another amnesiac, Spence, hidden in their train. The commando has explained that everyone in the group except Matt is an employee of the Umbrella Corporation. And Alice and her partner, Spence, were assigned to guard the hive's secret entrance under the mansion under the pretense of being married. Damn. I missed this. Um, I just genuinely didn't remember any of that. From I'm just going to like quickly say, literally, once again, none of these characters have appeared in any of the games. I'm literally looking on the Resident Evil wiki fandom thing, and all I can see is they're in the movies, so it's not canon, so it doesn't matter. Let's not talk about this movie. <laughs> Oh, no, mate, we're in too deep. We're in too deep. Um, and I'm trying to keep all the thoughts in my head instead, instead of going, going under. under. What a tune. 
Um, at the Red Queen, that's very 2002 as well. At the Red Queen's chamber, a laser defense system killed Shade and three more commandos. Best scene in the movie, hands down. This is actually a great scene. Yes. With the lasers. The laser uh, power. Yeah, this is the best scene because I'll get to watch everybody die because they're awful. Yeah, but like, uh, the lasers are clever as well. Like, the, the it's coming down across the floor and the guy's backing away, times each jump perfectly, and then the laser, yeah. like, lifts up and just still cuts him in half. And, like, yeah, that's fucking I'll, hilarious. I'll agree, I'll agree with this, but let me come at you with that bag in the room. How did that not get fucking sliced? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't that's know. a fair point. That's a fair point, you know. Because that, that bag is in the room the entire time. It's not like the like the lasers avoided the bag. The we lasers didn't see that. Laser vibes with the bag. It's all right. They're chill. They know each other. <laughs> it, went, it went over it at first. So, yeah, you can say, yeah, it, it, they, it they, went over they, it. They were homies back in 96. <laughs> <laughs> they were both in the Shinless List video game. So <laughs> This can't be a constant reference. There's like, there's, the this can't be a thing. video game. This can't it be a thing. It feels like real life. Um, oh my god! It really makes you feel. Like, I'm not even going to say that. Oh my god! Right. It really makes you, you feel for... like Batman. <laughs> oh, that's the news I wanted to bring up. I forgot to bring up that one very specific bit of news about Batman. Did you guys hear this this week? No. Oh. About about so very big tangent. So DC came out. Uh, the, 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 cre- the creators of Harley Quinn, the TV show, came out oh, and was like, I know about this. And was like, listen, we 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 had a scene in our show where Batman was going down on Catwoman, and DC said no because, and I quote here, heroes don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> See, that's honestly really funny. But the way that the um, like the creators explained it is he said it's kind of hard to sell merchandise to children when the parents are going to be thinking about batman going down on someone (laughs) that's my favorite news story of like the year and it spawned so many great memes it's heroes don't do that didn't like Zack snyder and and Zack snyder posted an image of it he po- of yeah. yeah, he had a he made an entire sketch of Batman going down on Wonder Woman on Catwoman. Yeah, and same he, thing. And he titled it Canon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can hate Zack Snyder. Like he's just the best dude. Um, but like, yeah, th- he's that's a bit of a twat. It's my favorite. No, he's not. You're a twat. It's my favorite <laughs> news story, and it's becoming that was going though, yeah. my favorite meme of the year. So I wanted to bring that up. Anyway. Resident Evil. Um, despite the Red Queen's urgent pleas for the group to leave, Kaplan disables it, causing the power to fail and all of the doors in the hive to open. This was the Kaplan le- killed a child. This releases the zombified staff and containment units containing liquors, creatures created through experimentation with the T virus. Yeah, only one. We only see one liquor, though. We do. When everyone regroups, they are ambushed by a horde of zombies and a gunfight ensues. JD perishes as the group is overwhelmed. A bitten rain retreats with Kaplan and Spence. Matt becomes separated from Alice, who starts regaining her memories. Um, Yeah, is everyone okay so far? Are we still on board? I wasn't on board for this entire movie, never mind this. (laughs) You weren't there, man. 
how you're describing it, the words and the images are flashing in my head. <laughs> the music is playing in my head, and I'm just like bopping my head about thinking about the dance club. <laughs> um, Matt looks for information about his sister Lisa and finds her zombified. Oh, shock. Alice saves him, and Matt yeah, explains. Sorry? I thought she was going in for a bit of a kiss. The sister thing makes it look weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it really, it really did. It really did. Like, it was sexual for a zombie. <laughs> maybe, there, maybe there were step-siblings. It might be okay. Step-siblings? Step-brother. Step-brother, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> no, what are you no. doing, step-sis? Bites him. She's eating me and not in the good way. Um <laughs> Oh god no 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 Canon No Canon <laughs> Canon to the Resident Evil movie 2002 <laughs> Matt, Matt oh. doesn't do that. Matt doesn't do that. Um <laughs> So Oh, um, Matt explains he and Lisa were environmental a- activists and Lisa infiltrated Umbrella to smuggle out the evidence of illegal experiments. Alice remembers she was Lisa's contact in the hive, but does not tell Matt. The survivors reunite at the Red Queen's chamber, where the commandos explain they have one hour before the hive traps them inside automatically. <sighs> Alice and Kaplan activate the Red Queen to find an exit. To force her cooperation, they rig a remote shutdown. As they escape through the maintenance tunnels, zombies ambush them, and a reanimated JD bites Rain before she then shoots him dead. They all reach safety except Kaplan, who is bitten and separated from the group. Yeah, that 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 does all happen. Like, I yeah. can't I can't fault this. It does happen. I, rem- I can't remember it happening, but I'm pretty sure he probably did. You can tell me Batman landed and killed a bunch of zombies, and I would believe it because I do not remember a fucking thing of this movie. And then went down on Catwoman. <laughs> and then went down. Then went down on J on JD's sister or whoever's sister. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. He watched Matt, Matt go down on his sister. <laughs> oh my god! And he was like, and he was like, "What is that that you're doing? Um, I've never what, seen this before." The Shin- <laughs> whilst playing the Shinless Lizard <laughs> VR game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm not I feel sure sorry how... for James he's gonna have to listen back to make sure that we've like we've had a good podcast I'm and not, we've you know I'm not, not sure how much of this is actually much. gonna make the edit you know I'm not sure you better keep um, at least one of them in there <laughs> so where, where was I up to fuck okay um, Alice remembers that an antivirus is in the lab but they find it missing <gasps> Spence and Alice simultaneously remember that he was the thief who stole and purposely released the T-virus and hid the T-virus and antivirus on the train. Spence turns against the others, but he's bitten by a zombie, which he kills before before trapping the survivors in the lab. Spence retrieves the antivirus, but is then killed by a liquor purposely set upon him by the Red Queen. The Red Queen offers to spare Alice and Matt if they kill Rain, whose health is fading and who has been infected too long for the antivirus to work reliably. As the liquor attempts to reach them, a power outage occurs, the lab door opens to reveal that he's still alive. Kaplan shut down the Red Queen to open the door. The group heads to the train, where Alice retrieves the antivirus and kills a reanimated reanimated Spence before escaping with the others. 
At some point during this bit, I think she kicks a dog in the face. No, she goes into a room and like, yeah, she shoots like seven dogs and then spin kicks the last one. She yeah. spin kick it. My God. That, you know what, though? The scene with the dogs isn't overly terrible. Yeah, that, one, that one's all right. It's pretty shit. But no, because like, she's horrid. she's really struggling to deal with one. And then she shuts a door and turns around there's ten of them. And then she just fucking shoots them all. Uh, I'm, each time I remember a character, I'm going through onto the Resident Evil wiki and seeing if they're in any game. <laughs> I think Matt might be. Oh dear! Right, that's about it. Okay, so I on the train, the first game. on the train, they inject Rain and Kaplan with the antivirus. However, the liquor is hiding on the train and attacks them, clawing Matt and killing Kaplan. Alice subdues, subdues the liquor before Matt is attacked by a zombified Rain, who reanimated after the antivirus failed to cure her. He shoots Rain dead, and her head hits a button, opening a door and dropping the liquor under the train, which kills it. At the mansion, Matt's wounds begin wound begins mutating before alice can give him the antivirus the mansion doors burst open and a group of umbrella scientists seizes them they subdue alice and take matt away revealing he is to be put into the nemesis program and that the hive is to be reopened for an investigation into the incidents sometime later alice awakens at the raccoon city hospital strapped to an examination table after escaping, she goes outside to find Raccoon City deserted and in ruins. The film ends with Alice grabbing a shotgun from an abandoned police car and continuing through the streets. The end. And then oh, in that the was horrendous. Thomas rocks up. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, the thing is, okay, this movie teases so much good stuff at the end of it. It teases the intro like introduction of tyrants... It teases Raccoon City for being a full-on part, and Raccoon City is genuinely interesting. It's such a fucking dilapidated city. It's so fucked. But, oh my God, is this movie horrid. It's, this it is movie a- is genuinely horrible. Like, I, I watched it, like, my, my, my flatmate was sort of walking in and out at the, fir- at the first, and she saw the uh, the the laser scene, which is quite early on. And she was like, oh my God, that's really good. I was like, yeah, what the hell? And so she sat with me and then it just was horrible. And then she was like, I've just wasted my afternoon. And she had, she had like uni work in to, to be in for. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you did waste your afternoon watching this dog shit movie with me. Like, why did this you do that? Absolutely horrible film. Yeah, it's, Genuinely, one of the worst I've ever seen. Of, I'm pretty sure this actually released alongside the Resident Evil Nintendo GameCube remake, like for the first game as well. Maybe. Which is genuinely really funny to me because it has absolutely no conceit. Like, it has absolutely no like connection to the games other than Umbrella Corp. Especially the first one. It's just... It's off. This movie is so bad. I can't even explain how yeah, much this movie pissed me off. Yeah, the the performances are really, like, just boring. and like, Boring. No, no There's nothing so out. bad it's funny as well. 
Yeah. There's nothing in this movie that is so bad it's funny. The edit, the editing is the 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 music is in scenes because it's just so off the rails weird. Um, I think the scene with the dogs is like really funny because she shoots them and it doesn't actually show any of them die. Um, the scene with the lasers is genuinely great. Yeah, and the opening scene isn't the worst thing in the world. And I is- feel like these early video game movies and like the early 2000s and like late 90s all have one really good scene. Yeah. That actually like remind either doesn't doesn't necessarily remind you of the game. Like that laser scene has is nothing like the games. The closest I could think of is the special weapons that you can unlock after completing the game in Resident Evil 8 with the lightsaber. Yeah, and it's like in in um in Mortal Kombat, the best scene in that movie is the fight between Johnny Cage and Scorpion. And yeah. That's an actual good scene. Yeah, that's a fun scene. Yeah. And um, in Doom, the the best scene is the like the um the first person scene. Yeah. That's actually a really good scene. It like it does first person well for a movie because it doesn't make you nauseous. Yeah. I th- yeah, like, like you said, like all of these early ones have solid like a solid moment that you remember them for. But they're yeah. just the worst. And that's what's also really disappointing because it really set back video gaming. They've only just video game movies have only just started like getting good, or at least adaptations. Like once again, it started with the Castlevania Netflix um anime series. It's continued with um Detective Pikachu and Sonic. Mortal Kombat was fantastic. Like they're finally getting good, and I'm hoping to fucking God that Welcome to Raccoon City is a good Resident Evil movie. Because this this franchise deserves so much better. It it really deserves so much better. And I know that Netflix are doing both a live-action series and an anime series. Yeah. So... Hopefully, we're finally seeing like the renaissance of video game movies and adaptations. Hopefully, and seeing them actually come to fruition with good movies. Because Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City releases on December third this year. It's set in 1998. It's set in the Spencer Mansion, and reveals the secrets of like Raccoon City. So it's literally basing itself off the first game, which this one should have done. Because it started off with the mansion. And it was hopeful. I saw the mansion and was like, oh shit, this is this is actually the mansion from the first one. Yeah. Sick. And then it immediately went away from the mansion. It took away it literally left the one bit that really tied it to this like the first game and made it an adaptation of the first game. Yeah. Tom, any final thoughts on this god awful thing that we made you watch? Yeah, it's just yeah, I think it was just confusing that you've got something so good to work with and then you go in such an opposite direction. Like when things are brand new and original, it makes more sense for them to suck for a while until they get into like the rhythm of it. But when you've got the Resident Evil series, which is an amazing set of video games, you 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 could have easily had like a blueprint guide on how to make something good. And then yeah. they just decided to mess it. Yeah. And it's yeah. not even like at this point there wasn't many. They're like at this point, I'm gonna have a look how many Resident Evil games there are. There's so fucking many. There are a it lot is, of Resident Evil games. 
Because there's a lot of spin-offs. There's like eight in the main series alone. But then there's like the like the spin-offs as well. So it's not like there's not that many, you know, like that much source material to pull from. Because by this by then, the first three games had already released. Like in the main series. We had Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. In 2000, after that, we had Resident Evil Survivor and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Survivor 2 and Gaiden. And then Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil Zero. So all that, that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games by the time this had released. Jesus. How... Did they fuck it up so bad? I don't know, man. It's yeah. It this is this is a real bad beat because this is just like we're just all so disappointed. And I feel it like really is. We should have ended this at E three. Um... It really because like, <laughs> granted, not every single one of those games is good. Resident Evil Code Veronica, I've heard, is not that great. And Gaiden, I believe, is the Game Boy Color uh, Resident Evil like game that was. They they really tried and it's really interesting, but it's still you've got the first main three games which are known to be fantastic to a point where they clearly deserved the remakes they've recently got gotten. Yeah, how how have they fucked it up so bad? I don't know, man. But it did happen. It spawned a franchise and. Apparently, it just gets worse from there. So, I've heard the last movie isn't horrid. And and you, do you really want to watch four other movies before getting oh, to I'd that? Just watch the last one. The six, you know. <laughs> six of the... I know, but there's four in between. Yeah. There's six of these movies. I just searched Resident Evil 6 and it came with the game. Great. There you go. Play the really? game. Play the game instead. Yeah, pl- actually, yeah, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Grab a buddy and play Resident Evil 6. You'll yeah. have a better time than watching this film with somebody. Right. Um, we're calling it a day. We're calling it there, guys. We're calling it there. Um, we're not going to do a... Yeah, a... we have to talk about the second movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we'll stick with them all. Right, okay. Resident Evil 2, Apocalypse... No. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. We're not going to do a Sony movie because this has wiped a lot out of us just this movie alone so um yourself buddy yeah yeah um but a huge a massive an uproarious thank you to mr tom origins for being here once again tom where can the people find you you can find me on twitch and on youtube under the name tom origins fantastic I will, uh, I will leave all of Tom's links in the description. Go and check him out. He's a wonderful man. And uh, he, does, he he makes some great content. So go and check it out. Um, you should do a Resident Evil playthrough now. There is a bit of me playing Resident Evil on Twitch. Have you and played I the first one, though? Two video, yeah, I put Resident Evil 8 content out a while ago. On YouTube as well. You should 100% do a Resident Evil, like, original trilogy with the original version of the game. Marathon. Yes. I have to try and do that. Either that or just do the remakes, because they are all available on current and next-gen consoles. Nice. So, yeah. 
And Xander, you played a teeny bit of Resident Evil 2. What do you think? Oh, I'm no good at these games. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Tom. If I can't solve a problem with shooting a shotgun at it, then I'm shit at it. So, <laughs> you know, having to run around trying to solve puzzles in a house is like, ah, oh, well then. So, I'll get around to it. You're not in a eventually. house in Resident Evil 2. It looked like a house. You're in the police department. Oh, it looked like a house. Anyway. It doesn't look like a house at all. It looks like a police department. Anyway. Our house has a munitions locker. Anyway. It's America. <laughs> they all have them. Right. We're, um, we're Fair gonna... point. I'll give you that one. <laughs> David, thank you for being here and thank you for rounding up all the E3 news. You're welcome. I enjoyed looking at E3 and hated watching Resident Evil. I know. Me too. Um, thank you to Xander. You're very welcome, Xander. Next week, we have a huge episode planned. This has been a few months in the making, so we're hoping you guys are looking forward to it. Um, but we're doing another tournament. What is it about? <laughs> You'll find out. Um, but make stay tuned for it because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, another double one. So uh, so over the course of two weeks, we're doing this. It's it's gonna be very exciting. Be Definitely very not cool. gonna be recorded all in one day, so we can have the two weeks off. Anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you so much again to tom for being here um go and check him out everything's in the description and we will see you next week if you want to hear more from the podcast head on over to apple spotify and amazon music we're uh, we're on every platform now which is pretty great um if you want to hear stuff early you can head on over to our patreon and you hear the, the episodes early and you get other uh, little bonus stuff which is fun and um Go to our Facebook and our uh, Instagram where we post weekly clips from the episodes um, for like when David makes fun little thumbnails for them and they're really cool. So go and go and check those out as well. Um, right, fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs>